Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Getting lubed up for the holiday, Tom. Yeah, for Pissmas! Pissmas! <laughs> Hi, everybody! Hi, everybody! My name is Woo. David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. Pissmas! Pissmas! Oh, and we just watched Spirited. Spirited. For Pissmas. The Pissmas yeah, film. It's a Pissmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit that's gonna be with me for a while <laughs> on a bitter cold christmas eve one dark soul is selected for redemption by the ghosts of christmas past present and yet to come a tradition that continues to this very night like a Christmas carol? Yes, yes. If you would just let me get this out, sit. So out of all the people on the planet, murderers, people who do gender reveal parties, I'm the guy you're going to haunt. You know what? Forget it. All right. Well, before we get started, big old sloppy thank you to Harrison Millie. Thanks. Harrison Millie as our Patreon producers who, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, uh, asked us to watch the, I want to say 2002 Spirited. 20, this feels 20, very 2022. That's what I meant. 2022 Spearmid, Spearmid. Uh starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds and Octavia Spencer from the director of Daddy's Home 1 and 2, writer-director of Daddy's Home 1 and 2 and Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, this is a Christmas it's movie. Got, it's, it's, a, it's got real all of those movies energy. It does. It's a reimagining of um, A Christmas Carol the Charles Dickens story that is also most of the time a musical. I say that because it feels like it forgets at some points. Um, and then other points, it feels like it's, it's the opposite of forgets. Um, I don't know if people saw this. It's on Apple TV. I don't know if it had a theatrical run or what. It had a limited theatrical run um, and a bit, a bit of a buzz uh, at the end of last yeah. year. Um, it has decent reviews. Uh, so th- thank you, Harrison Millie. We will now begin to talk about this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has it has decent reviews, but when I looked into it, it was one of those Rotten Tomatoes deals where right, it's, you, it, it got a lot of like two out of fives, and they're like that counts as a positive. Yeah, um, like, and mm. so it's yeah. <laughs> um, it is now that we're done thanking Harrison Millie, we can tell them to go to hell because this movie sucks. <laughs> I this, I this tried movie, to be really this nice movie about this. Sucks so hard. Like I w- so- I was shocked at how much this movie sucked, Dave. I'm so glad you're saying this because I didn't I didn't want to be that mean, but it, it does like aggressively suck. Movie sucks. sucks. It is for one two hours and seven minutes, mm-hmm. and you might notice that's too long for a comedy oh, musical. Yeah. Uh, it here's my here's my my big headline. 
Interesting premise. My big headline. Interesting premise made with what seemed like good intentions, very badly made and executed. It feels Um, like I know it's. I'm not saying this like in earnest, like, uh, but this the this movie feels like it was written by AI in the in the worst possible way. Like, like I don't like not. I don't. I don't think it actually was, but. This is the one of the most unfocused movies I've ever seen. It it is um all right. So structurally, it's one of the craziest. Films yeah, it's ever. nuts. It's like they yeah they mashed two movies together. There's two storylines happening at the same time. They have two main characters, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Um, the movie switches between them right at any moment. Like you're just switching between Sonic or Tails while you're playing Sega. Um, yeah. And it's it, you never spend long enough with either one of them to learn what any of their wants are. We're just sort of told this, so it, like nothing. Yes, it's it's so con- big part. Yeah, so yeah. you never like any time any story starts getting any momentum, it switches to the other character, and the movie does this for the entire time. It's yeah, it's it really like, weird. <laughs> it feels like it was very executive driven. Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like a movie that Jenna and uh, Tracy Jordan would be in, which is funny because Tracy Morgan is in it. Um, it feels like a 30 Rock gag because it it's like we're going to do a hip twist on A Christmas Carol. Um, and right away, I'm like, well, Scrooge did that. And I liked a, a lot. Of, a I, lot Scrooge of, was kind of the best version. A lot of movies do this. And that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. At, at this point. It really is. Like, right, again. It, it's it is a big eye roll, like to do, uh, a, like a meta version or like a hip reimagining of a Christmas Carol, and this movie does seventeen of them all at once. Yes. Again, I do think so. The I'll I'll start with the compliments because they're short. Sure. Um, one, I do think this was made by someone who wanted to make a fun christmas movie with good intentions meaning that they thought they were making a very fun film like the ending sequence is the crew and the cast all doing a sing-along right Mm -hmm. like a big victory lap which i was like you didn't earn this but there's so so many victory laps this movie uh this every every single moment huge swelling emotional moment in this film is completely unearned yes a hundred percent. You you briefly mentioned that. Yeah, the characters like there's songs where they're like, "So this is what we learned," and I'm like, it, "No, it's not." Right, at That's the, not right. What you learned the, you at mentioned all. the very end song when it's yeah. a big musical number where it's the cast and crew all singing and stuff, and they say, "We find out that it's not about being good or bad, but somewhere in between." I'm like, "Did we learn that?" Yeah, you did. No not, one ever not vocalized that. that. <laughs> no, there's a lot of that. Um, my other compliment is I do like. The idea, and they didn't originate this. I'm sure other people did it better. I like that every time it goes into a a song sequence, it kind of turns into a stage performance in the the lighting and even the setting. Like it feels like they even swap to a stage sometimes. And I just thought that was well done. I thought like the musical sequences were were um, ambitious in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, very few compliments. I like Octavia Spencer. I like that she's the love interest in this. Um, I I she yeah, I feel she's like she doesn't get that. Simultaneously, the Bob Cratchit and the love interest. 
Right, which it feels like a studio note, right? Like, what if the Bob Cratchit was also the love interest? It's like, what are we doing? What are we making? Well, and I, her, yeah, her role is terrible, oh, but yeah, I like her. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And like, I like the basic idea. I like the idea of it's a Christmas Carol situation, but the uh, the person there, the Scrooge they're trying to flip is so corrupt and such a dick. He starts like he starts making the ghosts question their work, like question yes. their lives. That's a funny I, idea. It's a funny idea. I also like the general idea of um, actually exploring the black and white morality um, that might be in like uh, of of not really of a Christmas Carol. And I want to talk about that, but the idea of taking a Christmas Carol and then flipping it on the ghosts in a way to make them reassess how morality works. Um, that broad premise, I think, is good. I don't think they do it in this, and I they think don't their morality is really—they they, they don't yeah, at all. It's like two sentences at the very end. Their morality is really skewed and weird. I would call it um, like embarrassingly centrist at times, and we'll get into that. Um, and then it tries to be meta in a way that's very grating. There's a few good jokes, I thought, but generally speaking. Like I like, I also I like Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Combo. Good combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're everybody's doing a great job. That's like I can't absolutely. That has to be uh, said. Like this is uh, everyone a, a but big, the script. A big production. Like so, the the singing and the dancing, like all the musical numbers, look great. Um, everybody's yeah. killing it. The, the dances are fun. The um, songs are fine. Yeah, the songs, you know, the songs are fine. There's not. Yeah, there's not any great ones, but they're also not bad. Yeah. Um, so that was that's nice. <laughs> yeah, they all feel like they're kind of it's like Family Guy songs yeah. where it's all feel like kind of parodies of other songs. Yeah, you know, like real basic, I liked but not the, like, but not not bad. So that was that that's, right. that's nice when it's not I, terrible. I like the Good Afternoon song if it weren't also indicative of one of the problems with the humor, which is like they'll say a joke and then people they'll like take a, a bow. So like Judy Dench shows up and then they stop and go, look, we have Judy Dench. And it's like, just have her show up. And the gag in that was the idea that back in the day of, of Scrooge saying good afternoon was like the most offensive thing you right, could say. Right. It's like telling somebody and, to go fuck themselves to death. Yeah. And they do a bit where he says it to like a kid and someone they're like, you can't say that to a kid. And you understand the joke, right? They don't explain it. And then they stop and explain it. Um, and I was like, you didn't uh, <laughs> like you, you did the joke. You don't have to then stop and explain it. And then they do a whole song. And then they do it. like a four minute song about it. And then it's like yeah. a repeated joke throughout the rest of the movie. Right, and it was like that's a that was a funny joke that then you drove into the ground. Here's uh, the biggest note I have. It's also the first note I have because it's one of the first. Yeah. It's one of the first scenes in the film, and it's the biggest. It's I think it's it it, it perfectly encapsulates the movie. But I guess we should like I guess quickly describe what it is. Yes, I have so many different little threads that I want to pull on, but yeah, it's um. So it's like Scrooge in that it's a like reimagining and modern. So it's about the the it's about the ghosts of Christmas what uh past, present and yet to come. Um and they're run by a guy who dresses like Scrooge, which we learn isn't Scrooge, who is supposed He's to be Jacob the Jacob um, Marley. He's literally Jacob Marley. Right, which didn't make sense because Jacob Marley is specific to Scrooge's life because like the so the idea is they're running it like a business where they're just doing it to every uh, one person a year 
Uh, and it's it's this very like San- the Santa Claus movie. Like it's one of those bits that you kind of know where you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Where it's like, what if this magical story was actually its own industry and business and they did it every time and they treat it like this, like, you know, Monsters, Inc. or R.I.P.D., you know? I mean, yeah, you hit it on the head with um, Santa Claus. Like, it, but but all this yeah. other, those are all other men in black. And that, I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a good that we have so many touchstones. Like already... Yes. This is an extremely dated idea. And like all of the humor in this is date. Like this movie feels yes. 15 years old. It does. But sorry, and I'm like sorry. After... Continue, continue with your plot. Summary. Oh, yeah. But you're right. After that first sequence, I felt like I knew the entire film and I was correct. Um, and so, but so basically it's what if a Christmas Carol is from the point of view of the ghost of Christmas present? Um, and so it's Will Ferrell as the ghost of Christmas present, who, spoilers, we later learn is, in fact, um, Ebenezer Scrooge. He's literally um, Scrooge. In the afterlife. The idea is when you die, you get to, like, and, do this. And that's, um, again, R.I.P.D. style. Just pause real quick. That's, like, the fifth of eight totally insane things that this movie does. It makes so many offers. I wrote, like, at 90 minutes in, they do something that either should be the last thing that happens or the inciting incident, <laughs> um, and they do it at 90 minutes in. It keeps changing what the movie is because yeah. it, it keeps, like, Almost wanting to do multiple scene, things. Scene makes yes. So basically, and That's what I meant they, earlier by, I think it feels like it's written by AI. Anyway, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, they so it's the it's it's Nightmare Before Christmas theme where they're like, okay, we got to prep for next year. They just finish out this year convincing a lady who's a bad neighbor to be a better neighbor, um, and they in what, hone in the on, only part of the movie that I enjoyed. Yeah, it, we, hone, we, we see the very end of them haunting Rose Byrne into being a better yes. person, and that it's 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 like a little it's like a five four or five minute sequence, and it's the best part it's of cute. the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so basically, Will Ferrell has been doing this for a while. They're talking like, you should retire. And what they say, and I wanted to establish this, retiring is reincarnation. That's what they say it is. And I only point that out because that's not what it is. Um, But so they're like, you need to retire, you know, take another shot at life. And we hear his kind of inner turmoil, which is like, but what if I'm bad again? Uh, So I'm like, okay, got it got it this is our main character they hone in on ryan reynolds who is a consultant and i i I desperately want to talk about that but they basically decide they they say his file he is deemed irredeemable or unredeemable unredeemable which fucking drove me nuts drove me yeah (laughs) unredeemable and so he takes him on as a challenge because will ferrell just really wants to get this guy and then they do they start doing it on him and then for some reason that's never explained, Octavia Spencer can see Will Ferrell. Do they ever explain that? Nope. No. They don't explain a lot of things, and I definitely want to talk about that, because they'll do meta jokes like, oh, why is this dumb? And then they'll keep going. Um, yeah. And uh, and so he, Will Ferrell starts having a romantic intra- like relationship with Octavia Spencer. Yeah, he, starts having, he starts having rom-com scenes with Octavia Spencer yes. in the middle of this and I was Scrooge. Like, movie right and i was like oh this is the movie so ryan reynolds is like a side character but they want to have their cake and eat it too so they also want to do a buddy comedy where basically will ferrell uh starts they start doing the thing on ryan reynolds which doesn't again doesn't make sense because the first ghost that's supposed to be the one that personally knows him is what's his name um the guy from scrooge and again it doesn't make any sense yeah so jacob marley apparently shows up to everyone (laughs) 
Right. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense anymore. You make, they should have made Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, old mentor or something like that. Uh, and made him be the Jacob Marley. Or make but him whatever. all three ghosts. Yeah. Something. Um, and so basically then it's what you said where the, the script is flipped. Ryan Reynolds is such a smooth talker that he basically throws them all off. And what I found to be a very sexist thing, the uh, ghost of Christmas past can't do her job because she's too attracted to him. And I was like, that's weird. That's a weird, right. I know she they just, didn't she mean just it that Im- way. She just immediately fucks him and then has to tag Will yeah. Ferrell in. Yeah, which was a very weird idea. And then at the end, it could have been it could have been funny, um, but it like, wasn't. Like there's a version of that that's really funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like it's a musical. Like sucking off the ghost of Christmas future. Like there's, that there's a version of that that you could make work, but like it wasn't this. It wasn't, it wasn't what they this. did. They break into song. It's and weird then they're that very it's meta. in this like f- kind of family-ish movie too. Anyway, it is very weird. They break into song and they're very meta about it. They they have like multiple cameras who are annoyed about breaking into sco- song. Um, and basically uh, several we, times, we do, like more than once, more than yeah. once, uh, in, in, in meaning in more than one of the musical numbers, a character, a character will point out, are we singing? Why are we, what's going yeah. on? What's happening? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, I got, got it, it the first time. I got, it. got the show the first time. Um, and so basically Will Ferrell, um, I, I'm yada yadding it because I want to get into the deets. Yeah. Will Ferrell, uh, changes Ryan Reynolds, um, and then also Will Ferrell at 90 minutes becomes a human. He takes the retirement, which is the thing you're set. They're setting up is like, you know, I don't know if it, like me, movie, you kind maybe? of assumed that would happen at the end. Yeah, he would take. He would go because he he gets presented with a magic watch, and the idea is you retire, you take the watch, right, and like then all you dogs reincarnate. Go to <laughs> but they again because they wrote they it so gave badly. They all dogs go to heaven. Watch Dave. Yes, they did. You're right. So he could go but back be- to Earth and be be alive again. Right, but uh, I can't stress this enough. Even though they literally establish, they show him saying like, maybe in his beginning song, he's like, I'll be reincarnated and maybe I'll grow up and meet a woman and we'll get married and have kids, right? And he literally says like, grow up and become, you know, meet a young woman. Yeah. As when I'm in my, when he takes the watch, he just wakes up as Will Ferrell, which is goes against everything <laughs> they have established. Next to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah and the reason why is because they wanted him again it was a producer note like i guarantee a producer was like you need to have him a, a romantic interest throughout this and for whatever reason the obvious thing to do is give it to ryan reynolds which they still do um they do too but the that's the obvious thing to do but instead they give it because i think they went it was one of those things where they went through so many drafts and they kept adding things in that at one point they should have started over they should have said, okay, Maybe. here are the core things we need. Maybe. Let's, but, they, but it feels like it's a Frankenstein where they kept adding these fucking parts to it. Um, and so yeah. Will Ferrell has still ha- basically marries Octavia Spencer. Um, and so that's why he gets reincarnated in his own body because otherwise that romantic, like that, those seeds they planted wouldn't have gone anywhere, right? But it goes against everything in the movie. And basically, he convinces Ryan Reynolds not to do a shitty thing. And then he get, Will Ferrell almost gets hit by a bus. And Ryan Reynolds jumps and saves Will Ferrell and dies himself. And he becomes the new Ghost of Christmas present in the afterlife. Will Ferrell, they basically trade places. And Will Ferrell has a family and, and it's happy, even though he's like 60. Um, and so it's like a little <laughs> yeah. too late to have kids. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So it's it's a fucking mess. Uh, not if you as, have as Will Ferrell money. Yeah, it's so weird. Okay, yeah, so I I have so many little things I want to talk about, but yeah, you start. So okay, so I I had said my first note is my biggest note, and it's also about one of the first scenes in the movie. It's like it's probably the third or fourth scene. Um, right. It's after we've seen them redeem Roseburn, and they have the introductory musical number explaining what they do. This is Christmas Inc. or whatever they call it, and it's a see we haunt yeah. people one person a year and, and and save them, and then Will Ferrell. Um, walks into a room to have a quiet moment to himself, and it's this big room. It kind of looks like the pause screen from Fable Three, um, if that <laughs> reference makes sense to you. But it's just it's yeah. it's full of all these statues. They're statues of all the people that he's redeemed over the years. And then this character Margot, who is basically like a stage director of of the different scenes um, they do when yeah. they're when they're trying to redeem people walks into the statue room to just basically start berating him about how he's a big loser. Um, she just comes in to berate him with exposition and background about his character out of nowhere. Yeah, how he needs to retire, basically. Yeah, it's like, you should, you don't you ever want to be human? Man, I miss being human so much. I used to get so drunk with my girls down in Tampa. You miss, you should miss being human. You should want to be human again. Don't you miss being human? You haven't had sex yeah. in like 200 years. And we have no idea why she's mad at him. Um, but she right. she basically she walks into the room while Will Ferrell is having like a quiet moment of proud, like content reflection of all the goodies. Like he's literally in a trophy room of all of his good work. Like every single statue is his good deeds. And then this character, Margot, walks in and puts the idea of wanting to be human again in his head. Like yep. she she incepts him with that idea. And then she says, anyway, I'm not wasting any more time talking to you. There's a party going on, you know? And then Will Ferrell says like, but you started this conversation and it's supposed to be a joke, but that's literally what happened. Like this person walked into the room with absolutely no agenda and nothing to say to Will Ferrell. This character just walked in to deliver this piece of dialogue and implant his want into his head for us and then left the room and the filmmakers were so lazy about that that not even did they not only did they not even come up with a reason for her to walk into that room to speak to him but they actually made a joke out of it and they make it they do this several times but here's here's the kicker of that but that's what then happens just real quick just to read that's like that's them telling us what our main character wants. That's like yes. essentially the inciting incident. This is the movie telling us this is our main character. This is what his goal is. This is his dream is to become human again. This is how they tell us that. Right. Sorry. And here's the thing. What, no, but uh, to add on to that, what happens immediately after that is he does a song about his wants and needs. Yeah. So... You literally don't even need that. Mm-hmm. They Look do at that. Movie. They do that so many times. Yes, there's a movie that I think has a direct comparison to this: Nightmare Before Christmas. Because yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas begins with a musical number celebrating another Halloween. We take Jack Skellington, who you, you then sighs and you realize he is in a rut, and he sings about how he's in a yeah, rut, and, then he and he sings he Jack's lament, which tells you exactly. everything you need to fucking know. <laughs> They do that, except they have this long scene in between the two where a character basically does all the work of the same song. Right, and it's this um, All they needed to do is have them be like... Apatow improv scene, sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's it's awful. Um, and it's, it's very weird. And it's not the... So one of the things I asked right away, because we learned that the first person that they redeem... So like, 
the story of a Christmas Carol. I think it's a, it's a good time to talk about. Christmas Carol is about a man who is a who is in charge of a whole town, basically, right? A very wealthy man who can make and break the people in this town. He's not in is, charge of the town. He's a money lender, but, he's a, but he, he's a he big has, part of the town. Yeah, he has the power to make or break a lot of people's lives. Right, and a money lender is seen as a very like crooked job, right? right it's, I assume it's predatory. Dickens wrote it. It's predatory. It's a predatory. So the idea is taking like one of the worst of the worst and the story and I mean this is my interpretation. The story of a Christmas carol is almost about this person, this terrible person who is in control of a lot of lives being confronted with the absolute truth, the stark truth of their life and having to face that truth and having to repent, right? Whether or not you agree with the morality of it. And so the, the, when you tell a modern version, you, you had like, okay, Bill Murray and Scrooge was a lighter version, right? But the idea is he's, um, owns this big media corporation. Yeah. He's an asshole. He treats his media. But all the elements are, all those elements are still in there. For sure, yes. And they show in his personal life, immediate, like his immediate personal life, he's shitty to, mm-hmm. he doesn't, you know, his family doesn't yeah, he's, call He's them. shitty, he's selfish, he, it's, he, it hits all the emotional beats yes. to earn so, the, the redemption arc that the Christmas right. Carol is. So I want to talk about who Ryan Reynolds is, because... I'd love to, because I have no fucking clue. (laughs) Yeah. Immediately, I thought, ooh, pharma executive? That'd be a good one. You know, like someone, what's an irredeemable? There's so many things that you could have chosen. Right, because you're you're right. Just just to to hit that again, like the whole, every, every element of Scrooge is just like piling on the idea, like this is the worst of the worst. Like he's, he's a moneylender. He's, he's like a thousand years old. So he's at the end of his life. So he has no reason to change. Like it's, yeah, it's, you're trying to figure out who's the modern day parallel of just the worst, most irredeemable type of scum you could think of in the modern world. A pharma guy, a crooked politician. There's a lot to choose. There's from. a lot. There's a lot you could come up with that we would all be like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But my, pro- right. Probably a few fucking generals around the world. Yeah. Could, could so get what Christmas caroled. Right. What they go with is a political consultant. And what they show. Not the even first a political consultant. He's like a media consultant. No, a media consultant. And they're doing the first scene. So this is the scene to introduce. Look at how bad this guy is, right? Yes. This is, this um, yeah, is I'm glad you scene. wrote that down. It is, a, it is a speech in front of a convention of Christmas tree growers, right? And what he, he gets up on stage and he says, you can't afford me, um, and, but if you, if you hire me, I will run a media campaign about how plastic trees are bad and I will point to the plastic tree in- industry as being terrible and you got to embrace that hate for the plastic trees and and Will Ferrell gloms onto him because he is quote divisive he literally says look at the division he's causing and the division that they chose to do is natural cr- tree growers being quote unquote mad and causing division with plastic trees. They later cut to Jimmy Fallon trying to be this like wise comedian. Like, can you believe this? People are mad at plastic trees. The thing is plastic trees are objectively bad for the environment. They are objectively worse than natural trees. Um, There is not a, that we've known this for a while. There is not a, um, 
and don't get me wrong, if you buy a plastic tree, I don't give a shit, right? But if you, but they, they're the ones who chose this. And that blew me away because that is one where there's like an actual side to that, which is like, if you can get a natural tree, they're better for the environment. Plastic trees cause all this waste. Right. It was supposed to be like a star-bellied Sneetches thing, right? Or the, exactly. the idea is like, there truly is no difference here. Right. It's just, I'm, and it's I am this... creating the division in your minds. Right. And in this world of, again, pharmaceutical giants and, and, and war criminals and stuff, they chose a guy for his irredeemable, again, he was, uh, sorry, unredeemable. He has been labeled unredeemable because he's divisive. We see, um, we see. And that is the most wise centrist horseshit I, I've ever seen. Yeah, that's real, like, leaning back in the chair and <laughs> tenting yes. your fingers like your like, checkmate. They're like, look how divisive he is. Um, he makes people get mad at things. Um, and that was, to me, what was one of the wildest things. And then later, they actually give him a line where Ryan Reynolds says, you chose me out of all the people? You didn't chose any racists or whatever? And basically, they make a meta joke out of it where they essentially just tell him to shut up. And then they never answer that question. Like, they never say, oh, this is why. So the movie knows. The movie yeah, knows right, that because they make a point out of when they, when when we learn that Will Ferrell is Ebenezer Scrooge and he was the only unredeemable person to ever come through the program, and that's why he chose Ryan Reynolds because he's unredeemable and he's like the only he's like the only other unredeemable person since. And it's like really, right. really this guy. And it's the, the right. first scene we see of him see of him that's supposed to introduce because they're there about to run. Uh, a haunt on a different person, a person who owns a hotel chain. Right, um, which and again, so w- low level. Right. So low level. But Will Ferrell runs, runs afoul of, of Ryan Reynolds and sees this convention where he's talking to natu- natural tree farmers and just, even at a base level, like ignoring the fact that it's like, a- like an actual issue with an actual, like, demonstrable side that is like correct because like yeah plastic trees right. are terrible for the environment like it's it, just ignoring that it's just a very very basic advertising strategy is to yes point at the other product and be like the other product is inferior to our product it's very basic it's so and this basic the like we 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 see just real quick we see Ryan Reynolds do like worse things later, but like yes. this is the scene that they chose to introduce us to the idea like this guy is so bad that it made Will Ferrell yeah Will Ferrell yes you were saying unredeemable <laughs> um, it made Will Ferrell abandon the current haunt they were on and be like no 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 Jacob Marley we gotta haunt this guy because he's the worst of the worst and he's unredeemable it's it's so toothless because it's like it really is it, it, it's like it's like it's like that meme of like i drew the hamburger with teeth a little peek into my twisted mind it's that where it's like it's so like oh really this was the worst you can think of that's so adorable um and then again he points it out and they basically go like yeah that's funny and then they go on and it's like okay so you know you know you could have chosen a a a, a worse person and you don't give a reason why and so they what they wanted again cake and eat it too because some producer was like yeah but do we have to dislike the scrooge character like that you know that was one of the conversations where they're like yeah but 
well, I don't want to dislike them, and it's like that's the whole point. But okay, yeah, we'll make them more sympathetic. Like that's well, what it felt. Like. And they never give us anything. Like it's so. It's they don't so, because they switch back and forth so often, and yeah, like you said, they're like so afraid, I guess, of of giving Ryan Reynolds anything more than just being kind of a prick to people. Yes, that, like we're not invested in his redemption whatsoever. The second thing they show is that so he's he causes division, and then his um, niece contacts him his uh, octavia spencer which is like his assistant is like your niece wants to have a meeting today or wants to meet and he's like did she get the gifts i sent her and they're like yeah and he and then he goes like well okay i'll have a meeting so if you want to show that they're an asshole to your family don't show them make time for them again look at scrooge the whole point of scrooged is he doesn't make time for his family right well you look at who who's the character who is this character supposed to be it's fred in a Christmas Carol, um, right. and wh- what's that relationship? Fred is poor. Uh, Scrooge doesn't talk to him because he married a poor woman, and Scrooge didn't approve of the uh, of the union. But Fred got married anyway because he was in love. And so all we see is Fred being super super nice to Scrooge and trying to get him to come over for Christmas, and Scrooge just being a relentless, unforgivable piece of shit to him. Like right. that's what this character is in in the original story. So to take that and to make it so, so, so much more tame than what was in a story that was written like over 150 fucking years ago, I think maybe, maybe not that long ago, but like over a hundred years ago, it's a fucking weird decision. It really is because they're making him so like, it's like, Oh yeah, he's kind of a dick, but he's not a monster. Um, And here's the thing. Like we talked about, the moral of the ending seems to be that there is no absolute or that, again, they just have to say it, that like it's incremental changes. So if they what they could have done in this moment is if we saw this all from Ryan Reynolds perspective and Yui could be like, oh, yeah, he's kind of a dick, but he's trying. And then he got visited by these like absolutist moral ghosts. Then that we would see that, right? Like we, that's the point. The point would to be go to be like, oh wow, these ghosts are overreacting. Like, yeah, he's a dick, but like if that was the point. But since the perspective starts as those ghosts, and they're like, ooh, let's look at this. Like, you never get that feeling that that's what they're leading towards because it's so unfocused in how it's telling the story. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't get to. Like it takes the movie like 45 minutes to get to, okay, it's Will Ferrell taking Ryan Reynolds to a Christmas Carol. Like that's how long it takes to get to Will Ferrell is now showing Ryan Reynolds his past. Yes. Yeah. Structurally, this is out of its mind and we haven't even, yeah. Well, I'm, and, and um, I'm just adding to like how, how unfocused oh, yeah. it is. It's like the movie can't, de- it, really is. it cannot decide what it's about. And then this, the idea that like, the, the the incremental change is a good idea, but like we mentioned, it does nobody brings it up no, it until that. like the very end of the movie. And yeah. rather than have that be the like even if that was the first time they brought it up, they could have at least like maybe kind of walked away from the landing if they had had the the conclusion of Ryan Reynolds' character story been like we see him implement that incremental change because he realized, oh, what I told my niece to do was really shitty and it could have caused some really terrible consequences. Yes. I should be more thoughtful. Like I should be less careless 
with how I treat people and how I treat the world. And then maybe we see that little seed of change grow into it it become incremental. And then he gradually becomes a better person. And maybe that's what you wanted the movie to be about. But what happens instead is he immediately fucking dies and then just goes and has an awesome life as a ghost with his cool ghost wife. And he just says, I want (laughs) to, I want to talk about this. I I want to explain for people. So one, the, the, yet to come moment the at your grave oh my god the tiny tim of it all is that he does have a meeting with his niece again his niece like to show how bad he is he actually meets with his niece his niece is like i want to win student president and he's like oh i'll dig up some dirt on your opponent and we'll run with that and we'll have you post it um but again he's trying to help but in a bad way obviously um and so he digs up this thing of this like kid saying, you homeless people or whatever, while he's serving homeless people at a shelter, they do a very straw man thing where basically they, they do a straw man cancel culture. They say cancel, which again, very centrist, very centrist bullshit where they, he, he, in the future, he encourages his niece to quote unquote, cancel this kid, which is again, it's a straw man argument. So like, it isn't good that she does it for the record. Um, and she posts him saying this thing in sixth grade about homeless people. And then we see that the kid kills himself. It's the most, again, it's the most like egregious straw man version right. of it's like the cancel most, culture yeah, is wrong. from the headlines, after school special, you know, lifetime original movie version of it. For sure. Right. For and I sure. can't, I can't stress is, enough. They, it, can, you know, they not, say cancel. They're like, she's canceling him. Not, not, so, not that that's not a thing that doesn't not that it's not a thing that ha- happened right you know like obviously yeah i just happens, have to point out anyway this director made daddy's home too yeah it's, stars, just, it's like of, of course this is a thing that stars happens mel gibson yeah i just but it's so like heavy-handed and oh and the most extreme version of it in right. this goofball oh. centrist ass movie <laughs> Yeah, sorry. This this director also did horrible bosses too. So he's done um two two actors who who, you know, left Hollywood he's put because a of lot, horrible he's things. Put a lot of good into this world. Yeah. But he's very invested in wanting to say how bad cancel culture is he because sure two is. of his movies he were sure directly is. affected. Um and so yeah, a, it just a, feels a little boy might off himself. It feels real grimy. And this in this like, story again, that I invented. <laughs> Yeah, his Scrooge is someone who cancels people. And so and so okay. So he he he's like, you know, he sees the error of his ways. He runs to tell his niece not to post this thing. And then he slips on the ice cuz it's a skating rink. She puts away his he phone. Stopped, and he's like, "No, you canceled it." He stopped from doing this and and the niece decides yep. to do it without him. Yes, that's what I wanted to get Sorry. to. He doesn't do the thing. No. So he doesn't make the change. He, does, and then, he doesn't have his redemptive moment. No. And then Will Ferrell is like, well, we did it. Let's, let's celebrate because Will Ferrell is now a human at this point. And he basically goes like, you don't understand. Like, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not a better person. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to feel guilty for a few days, but I'll get over it. I know how to justify these things. And he walks away. And so this is supposed to be like, there's like six endings. It's like Return of the King. And so you're like, oh, okay. So somehow it he felt longer. It felt longer than Return of the it King. It felt longer. So it's like, oh, it's sad because he he's didn't fix himself. And and this is when they he goes... Will Ferrell chases him and he gets almost hit by a bus and Ryan Reynolds pushes him and then they freeze time and they're like, you did it. You actually did 
make the big moral choice. It was saving Will Ferrell all along. It wasn't your niece. It was this. Then they sing a song about how morality isn't absolute and it's incremental steps. Pause. Right? I just want to pause real quick just to underline the L- fact. Like the movie pauses. Yeah. yeah, like the movie pauses just to underline the fact that Ryan Reynolds' character, um, his big redemptive moment, his big realization was having the base level humanity of being unwilling to watch another human being die. Yes. That was his big redemptive moment of having the base level shred of decency. Yep. So they do this song. To try to save his friend's life. Yeah. (laughs) So they they do this song where they, like, I remember the lines, I have spent Christmas Day obsessed with wrong and right from Will Ferrell. And then he says, maybe there's no magic wand. Mary, there's no switch to flip. So they're talking about the idea that morality isn't like a big aha moment, which is a bad, a good idea. Sure. Except they haven't shown any of it. Except none of the rest of, of the movie was about that. <laughs> none of the movie. And this they're celebrating never that he saved him from a bus. before this point. Right. Sorry. And so... Well, no, it's fine. And so that's the big, that's the big moral is, okay, it, it's, and again, nothing has shown that. And then the song stops and, and Ryan Reynolds is killed by the bus. And then he realizes he's a ghost and he's talking to the other ghost. And he says, wait, this is sucks. Like, I don't want to die. And he says to him, and he says, it's not a selfless act unless there's consequences. Right, your sacrifice doesn't mean anything if there's no consequences. Right. So it keeps it keeps just yo-yoing the moral, right? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because this is a they're saying there's no switch to flip, there's no big gesture, and then they're like, "But you made a big gesture." And that's the sacrifice. So it's like, is there or isn't there, right? And then they're saying, "Well, it has to have consequences." What are those consequences? He he gets to work the Will Ferrell job with his sister, with the woman he loves, and regularly visit the Will real Ferrell world. and his family just forever, for eternity. He gets to yep. live forever in this situation. So there are no consequences. There his were life, no consequences. In fact, his, his life got better. Yes, his life did not change and in fact got better. And so, the, again, no you know what's really moral. fucking funny is that they don't show him go down and visit his goddamn niece. They don't. <laughs> it is very Nobody funny. gives a shit about that kid. That that like would that show kid, that he had perhaps so, an arc. So obvious. It's like such just like a prop that that fucking character. Yeah. <laughs> and then they take a big fucking victory lap, like yeah. they taught us a lesson. So much it singing is and dancing. I hated this movie. It's bad. It is bad. Uh, all right, it I'm going to really get... Bad. I have one more thing that's real nitpicky. Okay. They present it... They wa- All right. So they want to do this meta idea, like Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. They show that they have like people building sets when they're getting ready to yeah. haunt Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's a cute and idea. And they have like... you. Yeah, you mentioned there's a stage director mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, which is it? Because then they take him through magical flashbacks with people who look exactly like him and his family. Are those people in costumes? They literally do bits where they'll have someone drag a prop in, like a stagehand, and then he'll be like, let me show you this. And then he'll snap his fingers and it'll magically go to another area. So which is it? Is it something that people are physically dragging props around and creating sets? Or is it magic? 
which one is it movie? Because you try to do both. And that kind of to me sums up the whole movie, which is trying to have its cake and eat it too. Yeah. They want it to be magic, but they also like this joke. They, so they do both. They also they wanted to do a movie about the ghost of Christmas past, and they also wanted to do a movie about Ryan Reynolds. So, so they do so both. So they did both movies. They, they wanted to have Will Ferrell want to reincarnate, but they also wanted to have him have this relationship. So they do both. They have him reincarnate as his grown self, even though. And that's the whole movie, right? It's the same with the morals. They want this moral where it's like, oh, it's, it's incremental, but they want the big aha moment. Yeah, too. They, the, they need the big grand emotional moments because it's a Christmas carol. Right. So the whole movie, as we're saying, feels like two movies that they cram together. And that's why also the pacing, as we mentioned, Will Ferrell had, sings this big song 90 minutes in, takes the watch and then gets turned into a human. And we get a series of, look, I'm human bits. And I was like, this is a first act bit. Like, this is the inciting incident of a different movie. Yeah. A ghost has become human and now he has to deal like elf, you know, um, but they do this like quick and then they have like him on Octavius. Speaking, of, speaking of which, the elf reference where he goes to the Christmas party and there's somebody in an elf costume and he like yells right. at them for like 20 seconds about how stupid There's their costume so much is. Of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we got it. We see it. We get it. We There's, see that it's an elf again, costume. There's so much of them staring right in the camera and going, Did you get that? Did you get that joke? Did you get the joke? It's so Do you want us to do the joke it's again? It's so low effort. It like, is again, one of the it's laziest so, it's so low movies. effort that uh, that's that first scene that I talked about where it's it's Will Ferrell's part of your world moment. It's like that's that he yeah. sings his part of your world song where he sings about what it is he wants, his character's motivation. That his, we, his motivation happens because a character walks into the room for no reason to tell him that he should want to be reincarnated again and then walks out. Right. Yeah, and they and they point out the fact that she had nothing to say, no reason to walk in, and that she started the conversation for for out of nowhere, out of the blue. They point it out in within yeah. the movie. They make a joke about it. To put the humor in perspective, Jimmy Fallon's in this twice as a comedic character, <laughs> as a character like, as the, the is, voice of funny. reason. Yeah, look how as, funny Jimmy as Fallon is—the wry jester speaking truth to exactly. power. Exactly, it's real bleak. Like. I don't like Jurassic World, but one of my favorite uses of Jimmy Fallon is in it, which is that he's on he's on the tour doing like the um, the video for it, which yeah. is not a good idea. It really dates that movie, and but they make it so that the kids are not fi- they're not laughing and they are not entertained by right. him. Yeah, they think and he that sucks. was like <laughs> so, yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was a great use of Jimmy Fallon. Uh, yeah. um, uh, Jimmy but, Fallon, I want to go back to the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. On top of all this, I wanted to just point out that it also, because they're doing all this stuff, I also felt like, much like how they're using magic and then set decorators, the ghosts are themselves, we talked about the irredeemable thing. There's also like... Unredeemable, Dave. Unredeemable, sorry. There's like the first haunting. He shows up and he's like, starts singing a song and Ryan Reynolds interrupts at me and just goes, excuse me. And the ghost like stops and he's like, did you say excuse me? And then he like leaves the haunt and he's like this guy's impossible and it was like really that's all it took like there's something also to the fact of how toothless the ghosts are like they say he's unredeemable because he doesn't think people can change and i was like that's all it takes to be unredeemable right like that's all the time and he throws a wrench in their haunt 
so incredibly easy. All he does is go like, "Hey, wait a second now," and like stop. He kind of makes fun of him. He makes fun of him a little bit, and it like right. it completely like, deflates their whole operation. Right, and so if that again, if that was the point, um, that would be good. But they don't really because they're they they're sticking so much crap to this you don't really tell you can't really tell what they thought like it really does feel to me that it went through eight drafts well, and i have no and idea they, how they wanted me to feel about it like am i supposed to exactly. like, am i supposed to think ryan reynolds is bugs bunny am i supposed to think it's cool and kind of funny that he's he's screwing he's mucking with the works or right am i supposed to be mad at him is he like being a piece of shit and again the ghost of christmas past immediately just is like he's so cute and can't do her job and then at the end he, they're they're a couple and it was like that was not earned at all um but they they make them so incredibly easy to manipulate which again if that was the point but it, it's so unfocused that you can't tell what they originally wanted you know what i mean yeah like i like the idea of a ghost of christmas past like like i like the idea that because they say they do it every year so if it was like, oh, we're doing it again, and it's the first time since Scrooge, and then the realization is like, wow, things are so modern and different, and we can't keep up, that would be an observation, right? But they do it every year, so it's not like they're unaware of how the world works. Right, it's a weird... They, it's, they're gods. <laughs> yeah. They, they should have the upper hand at all times. They can bring you into your past and show your worst memories and expose them and show you the future. So the idea that they're naive is really like it doesn't groove well with the idea that they're also gods it, it they can't you can't do both no, um, like no part of this movie fits together no it's all a bunch of gags that they thought were funny and they crammed together into one movie and then they went ta-da uh it is a deeply frustrating yeah, it's a real and it's then, a real piece of shit yeah that i can't stress enough is over two hours long mm-hmm and you feel every hours. minute of it. Every minute. So when I watched it, we were going to record a different podcast. And you texted me. And he's like, I can record. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to stop. Like, I walked away from this film like, I need to take a step back from this yeah. movie. And it was a little better. Like, I literally wrote the note. Okay, okay. I'm less mad now. And then, like, five minutes later, I was like, it's still, it's still, still terrible. Bad. It's, still it's, it's going. It's, not, it's a it's fucking not moving mess. any faster. Why were the gravestones really futuristic? Is. I have no idea. <laughs> that was so dumb. Was he buried on Mars? Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know like what was happening. How far in the future was he supposed to have died? It really does feel like. It looked like you know Alan what it feels Tudyk's like? grave in Serenity. <laughs> you know what I just realized? It feels like. What's that? It feels like the version of Christmas Carol that Bill Murray is putting on in Scrooged, where he's like, let's have hot dancers in it. Let's put this in it. Let's make it jazzy. Let's make it fun. Like, that's what it is, right? It's an executive, a soulless executive do, telling the story and then mucking it up because he wants to make more money and wants to make it more appealing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is, um, which is very funny to me. They have a line at one point where they say, they go, that's the other thing. They recognize that a Christmas Carol exists. They do a meta moment where he goes like, what? Like the Christmas Carol? And he says, he like rolls his eyes and goes like, oh, he's, another Christmas Carol story. He's literally and it's like, Jacob Marley and Scrooge. 
Right. And it's like, so what the fuck does that mean for the world? I don't know. What does that mean? That Charles Dickens based that off a true story? Right. Is what Charles the Dickens fuck? a sorcerer? Right. Or is it like. Is he Dr. Fucking Strange? Yeah, what is happening? And then again, they roll their eyes and he says, oh, like all, it's like Scrooge or all the other adaptations nobody asked for. And it was one of those moments where like, are you insulting Scrooge in your shitty Christmas Carol movie? Like that is the, that is the, yeah, that is considered one of the best adaptations. And you're like, that's nothing. Check this out. And it was like, what are you doing? Like, I think they thought they were insulting themselves, but like. They lumped it in with Scrooged. Yeah, no, I think, Again, it, I they, think it was self-deprecating. You know, it's like, oh, it's we're another we're another Christmas Carol, but it's like, yeah, you sure are, you sure are, and you're 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 less intense than, like I said, pointing out that his relationship with um, his niece is a hundred percent more tame than the, than the original relationship in the story. Right. than Even the, the, uh, the analogous relationship in Scrooge, when he asked with his brother, he's still, he's like, a, right. he's terrible to his brother. Yeah. You know, what's a better way of making that meta joke? Have the character put on a cheap, shitty TV special of a Christmas Carol, like in Scrooge. Like that's how Scrooge did it. They yeah. made fun of themselves too by doing having the character be doing that but they didn't have someone go roll their eyes and go jeez another right. scrooge and, movie and he didn't get visited by fucking jacob marley he got visited by somebody by his, from his own life his old fucking who mentor. was in the jacob marley role yeah right that's the uh, yeah we talked about this will ferrell has to they make him fill in for the ghost of christmas past because she has the hots for him too much that she literally can't do his job because yeah, it's because they does, fuck too hard Right. And so, like, you look at Scrooge, they use that as an opportunity to have, like, really good character actors and comedians come in and play those roles, right? And it was fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, This doesn't do that. It's just Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, and then death as Tracy Morgan. Um, But he doesn't have a big part. Uh, It's just, come the fuck on. Come the fuck on. Yeah, it's, like, really whack. (laughs) Right. It's 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 very very low effort, very lazy. It's uh, I don't I don't I don't want to talk about this anymore, Dave. I'm done talking about this movie. Yeah, I have more little notes, but you're right. It's 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 sorry. The Good Afternoon song. I just have to point out mm-hmm. they have this where oh we're half and laughing, la- laughing and having beer. This unearned like oh they're friends now, and then the Good Afternoon song is because Will Ferrell can't stick up for himself. Did you get that? at any point before that no like they do a song about how like you have to tell people to fuck off but like they never show like that's a good arc scrooge who's reformed is now too nice his problem is he lets people walk all over him that would have been a good arc but that's one more like thread that's just sort of half there fuck it's not not there until a character appears and tells will ferrell it's there yeah yeah and now the thread's Um, there now we're singing about it what a what a it's so mess. it sucks so hard i hate it dave it, okay yeah it should be boiled done. in its own pudding and buried with a <laughs> stake of holly through its heart absolutely do that everybody do that <laughs> certainly don't watch this uh harrison millie thank you so much thank you um here's what i'll well here's what i'll legitimately say i'm glad i watched this because it's fascinating it, it entertained me by being fascinating. It really um, is. Like, man. Yeah. 
and and it gave me a good like okay never do that again check never like the shame not, a how, lot of, how, a lot not of, to make a movie a lot of effort went into this pile of wet laundry again i i i'm i feel like they had good intentions for sure yeah for um, sure i just think they don't have the right morals yeah like i don't think the people who wrote completely it completely toothless and had nothing to say and nothing to add yeah it had it, it had it, less to say than charles dickens did fucking a hundred years ago right they wanted to make a positive christmas movie but they didn't i don't i just don't think they they're smart enough or clever enough to do that and i don't think their moral compass was good enough <laughs> i also, think it's just badly it's badly it's very badly made yes um and it has great cast great cast. amazing cast doing great work yeah um and the singing and dancing is wonderful um yeah it's uh just uh <laughs> yeah it's it's it really the it's, ending it's, where it's, they it's, showed them uh, all dancing and yeah. singing and they even show the crew yeah i felt so bad because i was like oh no they're proud this is a lot of effort going <laughs> yeah, into just a real real dog shit yeah they're like, look what we did. And I'm like, man, yeah. <laughs> look what you did. A real macaroni painting. Yeah. Like nobody. Exactly. <sighs> I guess oh, I'm going to put this on fun. the fridge because you worked hard on it. But like, God, yeah. it's <laughs> awful. It kind of smells gonna, weird. I'm going to put it on the fridge for as long as I need to. Yeah. Until your, it's, it's, until your back is turned. That's exactly as long as I need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's movie sucks, Dave. Let's be done. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again. And listen, this was through our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. If you go on there for just $5 a month, you get access to uh, a bunch of exclusive podcasts. Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a maniac, Star Trek, the next Futurama, Spielboys. Uh, we do custom. We just watch episodes like this or um, we watch movies every Friday night. Um, we do that on our discord server, which has a lovely community. Um, we will be doing it for, um, oh, I forget when this comes out. Well, we're going to take a little break for the holidays, but we'll have a lot of podcasts coming out and shit, so you probably won't notice, but you should absolutely check that out. We, we watched the Librarian series. We did. Now, that's a movie. Yeah. Now, that's a those, movie those are, those, that, No, those are some pictures, man. That's yeah. storytelling. Yeah. Uh, we also have a store. Head over to GameFleetEmployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store, where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your scroogey little peepers onto that. Yep. Um, and, um, yeah. Watch uh, watch I, Spirited a bunch. Yeah. Watch it Watch it until you go numb. <laughs> you go numb and you have no morality and you can be the monster <laughs> that you wish you could be. Until your skin is cold. Yeah. Until you can see in the dark. <laughs> uh, go to, Go to it right now. <laughs>